0: This week on The Reverse Nick Tyron Barnard joins us As he launches Hockey the magazine And pledges his love for Hockey Fives There's college cuts And gee, something's meant to start about And welcome to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My name is John Lee. I'm sitting very close, but more than 1.5 metres away from Mr. Matt Allen. And uh, welcome. How are you?
1: Howdy, cowboy.
0: Uh, frustrating week. I have to admit, frustrating week.
1: Uh-huh. Why is yeah. it-
0: Um You know anybody wants to buy a boat mooring? <laughs> No, uh, I got a uh, Freelander one sitting out there. It's perfect. <laughs> Make a perfect boat mooring. You haven't, got it. A... You, you haven't fixed it. Oh. Who let the Japanese car engineer uh, into all about, the Land Rover factory? It's all
1: about Tokyo for you, isn't it? Right it, is, it is. It is yes. about
0: Tokyo. We should be there
1: today. That's another reason it's frustrating. Well, we could have been. We could have been if had we. Wouldn't uh, have happened, but we could. No, have. We could have been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Episode 154 of The Reverse It, the Global Hockey Podcast. It's great to be here once again. Um, Big news last night. We'll save it for the big news. No, no, just this is an intro bit of big news. Uh, The uh, junior training started back up the club last night. Oh, yeah. And uh, Little Miss five-year-old has had a wobbly tooth for three or four days now. (sighs) Came out just after junior training. No balls or sticks involved. Just a fair bit of wobbling. Huh? Pretty exciting. I exclaimed. Jade just lost. Oh, oh, do I say that? Oh, I've said her name now, haven't Just lost her first tooth. And uh, a junior vice president was there, and a few other. Hey! Big cheers, big smile. A yeah. little bit then, a little bit shy. Can you look after it? Look after it. No yeah, worry tooth fairy's got to get hold of that one. Wow! Here's your thing. Uh-oh. The tooth fairy. Um. Big, she was a big fan of the Tooth Fairy before she went to bed
2: <laughs>
1: and um, the tooth made its way underneath the pillow and uh, mum then spent two hours researching um, a suitable poem mm. then uh, then typed it up.
0: That's what I was always waiting so for that the that next morning was <laughs> a poem from the Tooth Fairy. And then
1: typed it up, obviously personalised, and then typed it up and we put it on this special canvas paper and then I went to the other Room down the bottom there, where the printer is, and printed the things out. And probably, you know, we're, we're nice a yeah, lovely cool. canvas, this beautiful canvas paper. We're getting to about eleven thirty at night. Um, this stage, like, well, it would have been nice to have got to bed a bit earlier, but no, that's fine. We have got to do this and make it happen. Yeah, good. Um, a cautionary tale, though, for parents of those <laughs> approaching, <laughs> approaching losing their their first teeth. John is that a uh, at 4 a.m., we were woken up and uh, we were informed that a payment had been made. Oh, really? Yeah, $5. Uh, Jeez. However, inflation. However, however this five year old was lamenting the fact that she'd lost her tooth and her tooth had been taken away.
0: But she got $5. That's yeah. that's what, how the bargain works, mate.
1: Yes. Very hard to explain that to a five year old and so
0: you don't get the five dollars get to keep your a large large portion portion of, you just keep your teeth
1: a large portion of the day there's been a great loss and sadness at the theft of, <laughs> uh, of the tooth the said tooth and um, so look the warning is the, the the learnings are is to get a contract bring <laughs> up. And put it in front of your child at whatever age, even if it's a handprint, when the, when the tooth is lost, are you happy to forego this tooth? This is, this is no longer your tooth. It belongs to the tooth fairy and she's going to go not build a castle with it. Going to put it into another young child's mouth. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what it said. Um, just do that. Yeah. Good luck at Christmas. Man. Otherwise you'd be grumpy like me because you've only had four hours sleep. Oh, that's the wrong one. Kind of, it was kind of hockey related. News. I've got nothing. I've got no news. But well, that was, news? I just gave you a bit of news there.
0: I haven't got, re- not like news. Well, we could go to the US funding cuts.
1: Oh, yeah, go there was an article from, um, well, yeah, it's been kind of happening over the past few weeks. Not only funding cuts, but, but the, um, a lot of programs being cut. And, yeah. And uh, what was the big one on the east coast? Leaving there was only two. Stan- was it? Stanford? 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 Maybe. Yeah, Stanford. I think there was a big petition on that. Um, leaving only two kind of main centres on the on the east coast.
0: Okay. Um, well, the, Ashley the, 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 Morrison put up. A yeah, post but this about is the
1: good, the good point about yeah. it is that where are we going in the future? We've got Paris, and then we've got, La. Is it? Yeah. Twenty twenty four. Something. It's the like States, that. and anyway. Um, uh, Paris is twenty twenty four. Yeah, twenty twenty eight though is then the states. Yeah, I think it's yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Well,
0: anyway, mm, uh, yeah, uh, Ashley's put up this post uh, about Stanford is the university uh, one of one of the yeah. Stanford one of the bigs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've cut their hockey program
1: and other programs as well and other know, programs yeah, yeah. And, other, and let's um, face it, minority programs.
0: All of this would be about coronavirus, and I'd imagine.
1: Now um, there were some peti- petitions going around. There were some calls on the now. Get me uh, title fifteen. Uh, what's what's uh, what's the equality um, what uh, program there in? The, is it title fifteen, title eleven, thirteen? It's an odd what, number. What equality program? Uh, about um, uh, funding. For, no, yeah. F- f- um, Funding towards women women's sport because there's such of that such a great okay. tilt towards disparity. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. The, but the but the big end male sports. What through got their me programs.
0: thinking about this was though that in the NCAA college you hit hockey season 2019, yeah, there were 78 Division One teams uh-huh.
1: across, now, across the whole country in the different regions. Yeah,
0: 78 mm-hmm. Division One. So I that doesn't ring. I, I get the no, star but it's, region, it's,
1: it's regional though, isn't it? That's that's yeah, but that, that's, that's exactly. But what then I, they go. Then you you win those levels, and then you go into the the, the national tournaments. Well,
0: what I'm getting at is that you know now. Look, Ashley goes on and draws some some questions from this. This lack of funding and the cuts to college programs, and it's best summed up by um, a comment that was made on on his website on the on the article on his not the Footy Show website, and it's from a fellow called Giles, and he posts as very as usual a very insightful read. Thank you, and Ashley does research his stuff really well. Oh, yeah. You know, it's always good read. I have one question for you. The USA always like to do things differently. Do you think that we will now see the university sides switch from playing 11-a-side hockey to 5-a-side? This would essentially halve the roster and save them money. The other major benefit is it would give them a head start on other nations in preparing an experienced roster for the Los Angeles Games and will put them in a strong position to win a medal. Now, obviously... That's referring to the fact that they're... Hang on. Yes. Carry on. And Ashley's response to that question is, thank you Giles. Funnily enough, someone else messaged me with the same question. Is, is it Giles? Indeed... Is, it,
1: is it Giles or is it Gio? Geo. Is it Gio Bonnet? It anyway, it... just asking. Oh, I'm saying Giles.
0: Uh, it is indeed a very real possibility, and would certainly make a great deal of sense. Time will tell if it does in fact happen that way but i mean the the inference from Giles in his original question is it's yeah. a it's a um lay down was there that Los Angeles will be hockey fives, yeah which is still eight years away, but still um yeah, just interesting. Just interesting, Matt. The other thing I will say about the US is that this shows the need to start a movement towards club-based hockey, not collegiate-based hockey in the United States.
2: I and get it, why it's the it, way it's, it is
0: it's now. The, it's
1: there, but it's limited, and it's within limited areas.
2: Yeah,
0: and they've, it, 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 that's got to be a focus for hockey in the US, for the administrators, is trying to develop club hockey structures that while they can still keep the collegiate association games and all
1: that going, but have that backbone. Go back to the the interview with Simon Simon Hoskins and look at the wealth wealth that is generated from the college system. No, I'm
0: saying they've got to keep the college system, I'm not saying dump it, but where do the college players go when they leave college,
1: mate? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> where do you go when you well, finish playing if, college
1: hockey? Well, you're either playing international hockey or coaching uh, colleges. Or, <laughs> or you lost to the, the game. But the, no, you're not. No but idea going the, you know, there is there are there are clubs. That's the thing. It's not there. There aren't any clubs at all. But no, it's, but it's, but it's, but it's not in those the areas. Backbone, it's the in those areas of, of American
0: hockey is the collegiate system. Yes, basically, yes, basically yes, they've never really had a men's competition of all sports
1: though of all sports in America because that's the way it's it's funneled.
0: Um. Okay, you can argue that, but that, that's the reason why hockey has to break the mould, because it's not going to survive in that, that system.
1: No, and, and, and it sort of goes... Soccer
0: doesn't operate under that system.
1: No. So, anyway. It's the world game. Beautiful work. Oh, thank you, you that's changed right it. Way. I thought I changed it back for you. No, me. you didn't, because it makes sense.
2: Now he knows we where, used where the them buttons
1: for, are. We used them for a while.
0: No, we haven't. Now you know where they are. It's... Oh. You're listening to the Reverse Dick, the Global Hockey Podcast. What is first on your list? I've got uh, a list. What
1: have you got? Oh, I've got, I've got quite a few bits and pieces. Oh, um, last week. Mm. Umpiring. Oh. I've I've laundered the... Let's talk about umpiring because I've I've got... I've laundered the... It's back on the wall there. Laundered the purple Hockey Australia Australia shirt.
0: How'd it go down? Um, Very well. Um, Did you get the uh, uh, level of respect you thought that a shirt like that would gain
1: you? Well, the first level of respect I got was when the team that I was umpiring for, the opposition, and our team were shielding from the rain... And I was still. Oh, did it
0: rain at your game?
1: Free game. Oh. Um, and, Damn. uh, I was moving kegs from the back of my vehicle through the kitchen into the cellar. And I said, come on, boys. Hey, he's bringing you the see, beer. He's bringing the beer
0: the cellar into the back of your hey, vehicle. Come but on, anyway, now,
1: that's the empty. Hey, he's bringing the beer through, let him through. And, and, uh, so our boys didn't know that I was umpiring. they you know, Maddie's just obviously picked some beer up and is dropping it off. And then I want to chat to the other umpire one of our club mates as well, and uh, then spoke to the opposition said, yeah, boys, I'm, I've picked up your umpiring gig. Oh yeah, I'm at, oh, yeah, great. Met the manager and all that sort of stuff. And still, our boys didn't know that I was umpiring the game. And then I left it till about five minutes beforehand, ran off to the side, chucked on the purple Hockey Australia shirt, and then I heard the murmur. go going, oh, is Muddy is is umpiring, is he? Oh, it looks like Muddy's... Anyway, straight out into the middle. Strode it out, properly. Oh, on, yeah, proper yeah. You would have had style. that, you oh, would have had, oh, had yes. strut on. Now, I did, I spent about half an hour trying to get myself mic'd up properly before I left the house with the oh, little Taz cam and, um, trying to get the Lavalier mic set up and it was a disaster. It just wasn't working. It was a waste of time. And plus, the new club shorts that I had to wear because if I, if I'd worn the track pants I was wearing, it was raining, then they'd have fallen off me with the, just like a heavy pair of track pants. Anyway, it's another story. Um, but no pockets with the new shorts. Oh, i so have only a, but, just discovered no, this, No, I knew you? that anyway, but I've, de- <laughs> but I've got no stopwatch. So I'm, reco- I'm doing the sound on my phone, so I can't use the phone to re- – sorry, doing the time on my phone, so I can't use the phone. So i shoved down my pants. Oh, excuse
0: folks. I've oh, got
1: my, 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 <laughs> my, my little card pack with the, you know, right down the scorey bit and all yeah, of that. Yeah. I've got the, the FA jumper's
0: Pack, you had that. I all didn't
1: gun. wear the whole pack, no, because I didn't even have somewhere to clip it off. <gasps> no, uh, and design those shorts. So yeah, and on a couple of occasions, running down the field, the phone did just drop out at the bottom of the undies. You kind of missed a little bit of play. Anyway, hard blow. Got got them out there, and you know, did the um, spin of the uh, the stick and the, all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> and then everybody knew I was there. Very hard whistle to get things underway.
0: So I I take it that um, you umpiring a Fremantle team had nothing to do with the 8-0 result in favour of the you said Fremantle team uh, you were umpiring, did it?
1: Unfortunately not, no. You couldn't influence the result then? Anyway, no, I did. So. It would have been 16 if I had... <laughs>
0: if you haven't carved things down a bit and disallowed a couple that really you should have said, yeah, that's a goal. Uh,
1: not quite, no, not, maybe there was one or two decisions that were 50-50 and I was happy to let them go the defensive way in the second half when, uh, our boys were already 16 and up. I did have a serious word with one of our players in the first quarter. Who, oh, great. Uh, uh, yeah, he had a, a bit of a whinge about a foot within the D and, and, um, and I stayed stony-faced for a good 30 seconds. And, how red
0: uh, did his head get?
1: Well, he was unsure how to take me because he didn't know if I was joking or if I was being serious. And then by the end of it, he knew that I was being serious, you see.
0: Except so, you weren't. Except you were just I, uh, I, so much to the point, And then at <laughs>
1: half-time, he came up to me and said, oh, Maddie, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I was just having a joke. I'm I, I, I really, honestly, a, a little bit awkward. And I went, yeah, it's okay, mate. I was... On a joke too, he'd um, obviously
0: returned to a sort of a light pink colour by
1: that stage, because
0: <laughs> I imagine at, at some point in that conversation now, between you two, he, he, the red would have burst. I was through.
1: looking to find the opportunity to blow the chicken. <laughs>
0: uh, oh. Yeah,
1: and I spoke to the other umpire about it before the game. I said, if I blow this, just go with me in whichever way. I put my arm just and he said, yeah, fine, no, no worries. Yeah. Um, I didn't see one elbow from Tony. Really? Not one hour. Oh, he's
0: a changed man. I, I was
1: disappointed. What a wasn- I was, I was waiting just to blow it. Do you know what I did do though? Every what? goal, what? got my little pad out, wrote down, <sighs> wrote down the time and, uh, which, which team scored on there. And every single time the other umpire blew the restart while I, while I was just finishing off with the, the, the score, that entered a pocket and, and, the game was flowing, John, and I was still clicking the little FH, FH Empire's pen into it. oh. I mean, its odd, but I'm in control. So I can see what's happening. I can all, I can, I can click this pen together and adjudicate a game of hockey at exactly the same time.
0: Did you use any of, well, I, did you use either your red, green or yellow card? No cards at required.
1: On. I just had to look at people, John. Well, I
0: did happen to hear that the, um, you wore the
1: blue card out after the game. <laughs> I did pull it out, <laughs> uh, uh, Yes, the blue card got
0: some heavy usage after the game.
1: Oh, a bit of fun because your boys were terrible. And, oh, they, yeah, they, and they still won 8 the, the
0: one thing I'm disappointed in is that you didn't blow Scotty up for offside. I, I think yeah, you just, just once but no you're offside mate and that would have totally changed. I, I didn't
1: need to he put the ball into the sideboard at a shit <laughs> angle about ten about ten times what a beautiful oh what a beautiful right oh look at the way he's gone around all those players and hit the ball off the side of the field oh, I wonder what this one sounds like is it time for Matt's mystery file no <laughs>
0: oh no but it should be let's go let's go to Matt's mystery file and then we'll come back to to umpire no we'll come back oh, to rules not umpiring let's
1: finish umpiring um okay because after that game that I umpired, uh, no, you played the next day, uh, next no, day, the you next, no, the next day, watching our ones game, and I was in the, uh, the Stephen Street end with the heckler,
0: oh, if you know what I mean, <laughs>
1: yes, I do, and, um, something was proclaimed to the umpires, and the umpire at our near end was former international umpire, Mal Trivik, and, well, uh, you get on with famously, yeah, well, we've, yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> So anyway, I anyway, heard she's anyway.
0: prepared to walk out of her off the field and discuss umpiring decisions with you in the crowd just to make sure she's got it right. Only Is half, that correct?
1: Only half time.
0: Okay, half time. Um, she's anyway, checking though, wasn't the she? The heckler checking bellows it?
1: something out and uh whistle's blown. Mel turns round, looks me square in the eye, hand stretched out with a dangling whistle going, do you want to do it? And I went, Whoa wrong blow to I, ask I went, Whoa <laughs> whoa whoa, Whoa 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 I said, look, normally I put my hand up for that sort of thing, but not this t- look and I pointed to the heckler, he's got his back turned oh, looking of in, the he other, is. in the other in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, what's going on here? Um but I did then still go still very
0: distinctive back of the head though. <laughs> but
1: I did then go, um It wasn't me, but I uh I was quite critically acclaimed for my performance <laughs> whistling on the grass yesterday afternoon which raised a smile, so you
0: yeah. got a smile out of got Mel? Got a smile, yeah. I reckon um, a ringside seat to you and Mel sitting down having a chat would be worth the money. <laughs> now it's time for Matt's Mystery File. Oh, hang on. The like totally off the cuff yet carefully totally researched
1: <laughs> Totally random all. Which page might I open up on? Not the one with that white bookmark in it, okay? No, because no, it says, mystery file, page three, sticks <laughs> wider. Oh. <clears throat> what's this here? From 1963, by the 12th man, when sticks were wider. It may be of interest to the younger generation to know that for 10 years after the formation of the England Hockey Association in 1886, the rules as then carefully drawn up with one exception, remained, oh, I read that terribly there. The rules... I should read these before, shouldn't I? If I've I've researched them, I should have read them. That's the whole idea of research. Otherwise, you should just read them blind. Just read them blind, and and then they just make a mistake.
0: Well, at least you get something interesting. I wish I I knew
1: what we were doing. Uh, The original (laughs) stick rule was that the whole of it must be capable of passing through a ring of two and a half inches diameter. At the end of season 86-87... That's 1886-87. The rule was altered that all sticks must pass through a two-inch ring. The ideal of the legislators in those days was to encourage dribbling and to make the game more scientific by the prevention, as far as possible, of reckless slogging. Onions. You'd know all about that, John. Onions frying
0: on a barbecue top. Always promote dribbling. Ask anybody that's played Melville... Turf after, while we're having the barbecue and they're playing. So, how did
1: you go on the turf at Marvel last week?
0: Um, we got, we got a goal. Okay, how
1: many did they get? Six, seven. So. <laughs> <laughs> that this change was wise and beneficial is proved by the fact that the size of the head of the stick has been maintained since that date. In season that's 18, 89 that's 188990, a proposal was submitted to the Council of the EHA to abolish the use of the cricket ball, which had been recognised since the foundation of the association. It's curious to note that the prevailing idea then was that the cricket ball was unnecessarily hard and dangerous, and a committee was appointed to consider the question of a new one. Various experiments were made, and eventually a trial match was played with a ball somewhat larger than the old type of cricket ball. This was made with wood covered with India rubber, but it was not a success. As a matter of fact, the first club to adopt the cricket ball was East Surrey in 1875, and in those days, Surbiton also followed their lead with a cricket ball. Delving into the old history of the game, all sorts of contraptions would be used, such as a round piece of rubber nicked out at the edges, a wooden ball, a ball with a core of wood covered with string, a plain rubber ball and a compo ball. Have you ever tried playing with a uh football? Uh yeah. Like oh, no with a soccer ball, yeah. No no an
0: Aussie or rugby ball, Aussie rules ball or yeah. that's fun. But you uh, use old sticks. Yeah. Well that's interesting. that's good. So there's been innovation in the game since when?
1: When was that? Eighteen uh, 86, 87, 89 90 Um it's another interesting one. Uh, we'll get on to talk about that thing that's supposed to be starting this week. Um, on the opposite page, women's hockey chance. Women's hockey may yet be considered as an Olympic sport, as a French attempt <laughs> what, to... A, what year was this? 1963.
0: Ah, 1963.
1: May yet. Okay, so... You'll uh, love uh, This is quite incredible what I'm about to read out here. This, this actually might make it into some other um, more popular podcast. Um, Women's hockey may yet be considered as an Olympic sport as a French attempt to abolish certain women's events in the Olympic Games will be examined at a special conference to be organised next year by the 18-nation Sports Committee of the Council of Europe. Oh, wow. In a memorandum addressed to the Council by French government officials, it is contended that fencing, canoeing and a few athletic events held in the Olympic Games, this is, quote, do not correspond to the sports most practised by and best for women. Mm. The proposed suppression of these sports is based on the observation that, and again I'll quote, inappropriate exercise during puberty, menstruation and maternity could lead to serious disorders. Furthermore, under the heading of aesthetic problems, the memorandum suggests that, quote again, a campaign might be launched against sports that are ungraceful or likely to cause disformity. However, no doubt as a concession to die-hard sportswomen, it is implied that certain anaesthetic activities may continue to be held in private. Quote, it should be agreed, for instance, if not to abolish women's bicycle races and weight-putting championships, at least not to hold them in public.
0: And you want me to make a comment about that?
1: (laughs) The athletics correspondent of the London Times wrote in connection with the above, there's never been any mass evidence of sport being harmful during menstruation or pregnancy. Indeed, a complete survey of the 1952 Olympics showed that no case could be made on these grounds and pointed out that one Olympic women medalist had been six months pregnant at the time of the Games and suffered no subsequent ill effects government officials who could instead do something to improve the low standard of women's sport in their own country?
0: It it raises some interesting questions because I think everything at that hardcore extreme of what that's suggesting, i.e. the fact that women playing sport will change their physique to be more manly, which is a subtext to what's going on there, is probably true and it's it should, to have, to agree, but it should on, be agreed.
1: On. For instance, if not to abolish women's bicycle races and weight putting champi- championships, at least not to hold them in public.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you see, the thing is that what what most upsets them we are, folks. happens to men as well, in in the sense that. And we see it all the time in in professional sport on the men's side of things where a a person goes into a a sporting organisation, one body type, and walks out of it another body type. And very often that is a cause to a lot of players in all sorts of sports, of injuries because they're not meant to be... They're not meant to have shoulders like that or they're not meant to have certain muscles there like that that carry this much weight because their body's not designed that way. You know, we're all... Every different body type has different advantages and... Disadvantages,
1: John. This is a perfect segue into something I reposted in, earlier in the week. I, I put it on Reddit and put on on Twitter on on Facebook. A post from um, I mean, you can from from Rachel. Yeah. No, it's, with regard to transport though, and and there's yeah. lots of similar similar comparisons with with what you're saying there, and and there's a um, a great personal piece from Rachel on her blog. Go to our Twitter and there's a there's a um, a link there to on um, transgender transgender sport and in particular hockey and how that's. Um, affecting Rachel and, and, and her getting back into uni sport as a goalkeeper so do go and read that it's really good stuff but look there you go Matt's mystery file folks um, the game that grows
0: let's see what this one does what? probably appropriate I did um, put
1: a I put a post up as well on socials on Facebook Instagram and on Twitter all at the Twitter. reverse stick oh, there, sorry, that's why it's good no that's good yeah it yeah, 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 works, works. Um marketing marketing your club what works for you what doesn 't work for you? a few people have got responded and there's some good stuff coming through i'll leave that up i 'll do give that another push in the next week because i'd like to build a a comprehensive guide of, of for clubs to go you know what do we do to be successful within our local community you
0: know what i i 've got a formula for what 's not successful matt huh. and what 's not successful <laughs> is Having your A grade, number one Classic League, whatever you want to call it team, your Serbiton in England or that that level premier your primary grade of hockey playing at home at two thirty on a Saturday afternoon when every other team bar one is playing where? Away. (laughs) At the same time, or at 3.30, which is a time that would preclude you from catching up. Well, really, it's just the tr- traditional Saturday afternoon
1: times shit. at 2 o'clock and 3.30. It used men's, to be
0: 1.45, but we gave that up anyway. The men's
1: 1A grade is at 2.30, so if you're away, you can't see the start of it or the end of it, whichever, whichever way around you go. Absolutely crazy. Look, but
0: If we're trying to promote our sport, those games, if you've got men's 1s games or women's, if you've got ones games at home and you've got your own turf, you should be playing them at five thirty or seven 7.00 o'clock or seven thirty. Well we spoke about
1: this, we spoke about this before and this, they've had this com- conversation but they've had this conversation in England as well. The Dutch model excuse me, the Dutch model is those Sunday games are your premier games, Saturday games are your club games, so everybody that's involved in your club can then go and watch your top grade games on a on a Sunday. Well you could
0: still do that in that time slot on a Saturday. If 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 the hockey world just went right 5.30 and 7.30 on a Saturday night is maybe the odd Sunday afternoon game and the odd Friday night game or even Thursday or Monday night, yeah. Occasion even more rarer. But that's, that's when Premier Hockey happens because we, that gives us a day so that someone can go, Oh, well, this is my hockey time. So, and I can watch the ones or, well, and it would be only every second week at home, say. So yeah. you go down to your club when you've got a home game or however it works. But then that Sunday becomes the day when you can do something else. At the moment, if you try and split those days up... I'll put my hand up right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You, do you see what I'm getting yeah, as yeah. far as... If if you say, well, this is our club day, but yes, we, we understand we have to play games on Sundays and blah, blah, as far as all grades go, but say Saturday's are when your ones team is going to play, you can come down to the club, you can spend money over the bar, you can buy food at the kitchen, kids can come down and play, and we can all watch great hockey. Yeah. But at two o'clock when all of the people who are most likely to stay behind and watch the ones game and have a few beers and spend money over the bar
1: yeah all right they're all right.
0: playing yeah yeah that's yeah. it, it oh it's, it's those sorts of just deci- decisions stagger me and that's the sort of areas of fixturing that hockey has to be far more intuitive with
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, maybe that's just us. Maybe that's just here in WA and Perth. Or I get the feeling it's all across our nation because we become so centralised with the way that we play our hockey.
1: I mean, we're lucky we're, we actually are playing hockey at the moment. Like, you know, the, A lot, the, lot of places aren't yet. across the globe. and you know,
0: But the, when we are, everybody is playing hockey. There's still the issues we face. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. those issues
1: haven't no, gone just, away. Just, we've
0: got new ones added on top of us.
1: Crazy decision-making. Yeah. Um, with it.
0: You're listening to the reverse Dick, the Global Hockey Podcast, something interesting that happened in our game last week, obviously not the way that Fremantle played. Very interesting if you're Melville. Uh But um we had an incident where the goal, the Melville goalie came outside the D and cleaned the ball up, just slid into the ball. No, 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 no with the pads. Full on. You know, like... Pads was,
1: outside of the D. Yeah,
0: this right. It, it was, you know... Well, you it, know what it, happens, don't you? Off well, he goes. Well, No, tell me. Tell me what
1: happened. Got to go. Yellow card. Intentional, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Probably short corner. Yeah. Yellow card, short corner. And you get, you've get you got to get somebody else padded up within a certain period yeah, well, of time. Yeah, well, that
0: didn't happen. We got a stroke. It was the only goal we got. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: is it a stroke? But oh. that
0: didn't happen, and... and
1: no, I've just said that with authority. I've no idea. That's what I'd give.
0: Uh, well, definitely the guy go the goalie goes off. That's the send-off is straight it, away. Is it a stroke, though? Don't know. It's a short corner or a stroke. Either way, the point being, oh, the, the main point there is...
1: If I put the, that purple shirt back off. on again.
0: Oh. The bloke's off, isn't it?
1: Keeper, yeah. I, You're,
0: regardless would, whether would, you give a short corner or a penalty stroke, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. you can't do that. Off you go. Yeah, I think well, so. The other umpire, who was, or m- is it a double? Is that a double? A younger is that, of two that a double punishment then? Well, the, the younger of two young blokes. Well, no, The short corners from using his pads outside the thing, and the, the doing it deliberately. Let's not talk off. about
1: this because we're exposing our lack of knowledge. And I want to earn another fifty. No, bucks.
0: but you'll get you'll get lots of messages to laugh at from Keely when she <laughs> sends you all these messages saying, "This, you guys are." Stupid, this is wrong.
1: I did message but, you before the game to say, uh, is, is a keeper allowed to hit it over the back line intentionally?
0: No. <sighs> but you are the bloke that asked me, that swore <laughs> blind that the post went at the front of the line.
1: It's been a big week. It was you
0: you argued with it me for yeah. about half an hour. I'm going, no, I'm
1: not arguing. Week. You
0: just kept turning around going, no, no, I'm sure it goes <laughs> in the front. I'm sure it goes in the front. So no, mate, it goes to the back of the line no he's not I'm sure it was quite funny my my point being is that the other umpire didn't know he was a, a younger fellow and, and they were two home umpires not and
1: what saying, they were John? good
0: they they were both fine I have no problems with the umpires but these are the funny situations that happen in sport and they, this guy the kid was a bit surprised by it all because literally the guy was out. It wasn't just over the line. The guy slid way outside the tent to collect the player on the way through, too. By the way, and so the other ump, the other, the older of the young guys, moved down there and he's just well walked past and said, "Mate, junior, senior, you got to send him off." And he's sort of nodding his head, "Yeah, that, that's a send off, mate." He walks down there, they have a little convo, walks back. Oh, it's a stroke. Oh, yeah, but they don't have another goalkeeper padded up or anything
1: like that. Well, and, of course they don't. You like, two that,
0: That's not the rule, dude. <laughs> Sent him off, and he knew. The um, The umpire knew what the rule was. he yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's over 50 cents. So I don't... F-
1: Patronise yeah, yeah.
0: me like that, you little squirt! Get in there, sir
1: do Get in there, oh, sir Yeah, mate. it's not only it's never it's never a good enough call. And you know what?
0: They're the rules. Yeah. And that remember how in Constitution Corner we keep crapping on about if the you got to have that integrity of rule keeping from the very, very top, top all the way all, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. maintain it all the way yeah. down. And oh, it doesn't matter. It's over fifties. Oh, is that right, now?
1: That attitude doesn't annoy me, particularly when those blokes are probably picking up fifty bucks. to, to go going to. You should be umpiring that grade the same you would umpire a premier grade game game of hockey.
0: Well, the other side of it is with least, some
1: exception for ability. At and least half
0: foot. of these blokes have had twice the career you'll ever have, sunshine. So let's let's show a bit of respect. I'm not one of that half, by the way. I'm railed. Yeah, I was genuine. Oh, I wasn't very good. I wasn't very well. Well, we were talking hockey in
1: Australia, weren't we, weren't we John? And uh, we're in Australia playing hockey. It's great to see an announcement this week from Hockey Australia. This could be this is probably one of my highlights of the week on 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 social media and on the media. The headline is Hockey Australia commends John Coates IOC appointment. Um, Wait, wait, wait. No, no, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait, Where is it? Say it again.
1: Hang on, okay. Hockey Australia commends John Coates' IOC appointment. And it reads, Hockey Australia President Mel Woosnam has expressed her well wishes to Australian Olympic Committee President John Coates after he was elected (laughs) Vice President of the International Olympic Committee. Mr. Coates' appointment is his second stint in the role. He previously held down the position from 2013 to 2017. 2017, that rings a bell. On behalf of the Board of Hockey Australia and the wider Hockey Australian community, we congratulate John Coates on being elected Vice President of the IOC, said Woosnam. John continues to provide outstanding support to the Olympic movement and we acknowledge the continued commitment that he makes to expanding the positive impact of the Olympics globally, as well as in Australia.
0: Well, I'm I'm led to believe that it was John's vote that kept hockey uh, in, the Olympics, aside yes, in the Olympics. Yes, well, so so, that's what we're led to so believe. So he says.
1: So he says. As chair of the Tokyo 2020 Olympic and Paralympic Games Coordination Commission, among other positions he holds down, John continues to have a significant influence in Olympic matters during these uncertain times. So we are delighted to see him elected as IOC VP, and I'm sure he will do an excellent job. Mr. Coates is one of two new vice presidents elected by IOC members, along with the IOC member in Singapore, Ong Seng Myang. Mr. Coates, four-year term as VP, sees him return to the IOC exec board, which consists of the IOC president, four vice presidents, and ten other elected members. He's back at the top table. Like you said, John, big influence on keeping hockey in the Olympics, so he says... Allegedly. So he says, must be up for a President's Award. Um, from the FIA. From the FIA, You'd think yeah. so. You'd think so. So um, just interestingly, I've just also clicked on a uh, a post here. This is from the 6th of May, 2017. Oh, that's why 2017 was relevant. Oh, yeah, 2017. The headline here is, John Coates remains as AOC. A sec, just a just
0: say, John Wiley. John Wiley. I'm 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 hearing John, John Coates wow.
1: remains as AOC president, beating challenger Danny Roche. <gasps>
0: oh, you're talking about oh okay.
1: Coates was re-elected president of the AOC's annual general meeting in Sydney on Saturday morning, seeing off the challenge of hockey gold medalist Danny Roche by winning the vote count fifty eight to thirty-five. It was the first time the sports administrator had faced a challenge to his position in twenty seven years. Blah blah blah. Um, The brand has been damaged, but I think that's easily repairable as we focus on these teams that are going away. That's what our executives should be focused (laughs) on. Now, of course... this was a it was a campaign tarnished with widespread bullying. Dude. Uh Coates right hand man Mike Tancred stepped down from his role as AOC media director last month pending an independent committee investigation of allegations of bullying <laughs> made dodgy, by yeah. the former chief executive. Nothing dodgy, mate. Um Hockey Australia were very firmly behind Danny Roche <laughs> and and um taking on his role, of course. There was talk of her being the stooge or the backed candidate from John Wiley, the Australian Sports Commission chairman. These two came together in the corporate world many years before John Wiley. They were both involved in big retail at board level. Uh, one of the, the the main things that Danny Rice was running on was the fact that she'd only take 30% of, of um, Coach's $715,000 a year salary put that money into athletes going, being prepared for, for Tokyo 2020. Um, look, great work. Um, uh, John Coates on uh, getting back to the VP role in the IOC and well done on the uh, the backpedal from Hockey Australia.
0: My thoughts on the, the subject are very well known to listeners of oh, not not The not Footy, the show, footy yeah. show. We've spoken about these sorts of things very often. If you want to know more about it, I suggest you Google all in the same Google line, John Coates, John Wiley, Danny Roche, and work from there and the links that you get from that. And that will tell you, history
1: tells its own and, story, man. And in particular, handshake. Put that in there as well. A handshake's a good one. <laughs>
0: now, while we're with Hockey Australia, I'm going to give him a high five.
1: Oh. Give, me a, give, me, give me a high five. I'm not babe. touching you, mate. We're socially distancing. Oh, I'll, that's right. I'll do a fist bump or an elbow. That's it. Okay. Oh, I did shake, um, I did shake hands with the goalkeeper, but he had gloves on. Okay.
0: Hockey Australia Life member profiles are been Oh, lots of things, stuff. Yeah. It's been great. Which is think. really good. Look, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not as expert in the whole social media stuff or not. And so I don't, I don't know if the, the photo that's posted with that person is actually that person because we've had some issues before with certain things. So, but I'm giving them a big thumbs up for doing that stuff. It's great to see. It's great to, to know who our life members are and, and get more history of the game out there.
1: Yeah, it's positive, John. You know how's, who else I give a big thumbs up to? Who? Hey. Well, I guess Tyron, Jabou, Barnard and, and what's going on with his new, his new ventures. He must be coming up next. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And uh, here we are, John. It is our very good friend down the line. From South Africa, Mr. Toran Jabu Barnard. Here he is. Welcome, 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 welcome.
2: good, welcome. <laughs> good afternoon, Jim. How are you? We're good. Evening mate. for you.
1: Evening <laughs> for us. And uh, as I heard on one of your podcasts uh, this week, actually, morning for other peoples, other peoples out there listening as well.
2: This morning, this yeah, afternoon. it's great. Babe. Listen it's, when you, it's whatever you want it to be. Just as when, long as it's good.
1: Listen, listen, listen when you want, folks. Uh, how's it?
2: Huh, it's, it's lacquer. Geez, <laughs> are you
1: from the West Country in England? That was very <laughs> cordy.
2: How's it your side?
1: Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good we're playing hockey. You know, just uh, our regular listeners would know we're back out on the field and it's Friday night on the eve of a uh, weekend of hockey. We're, we're, we are Lekker Lekker and a nice little toot in the background. They, they, <laughs> they love the hockey as well.
2: Indeed. Yeah, they they they're very excited that you have hockey because we don't. Now
0: we're um, excited and- we're excited though, Tyron, because there's a new hockey magazine out.
1: He's trying to roll us on <laughs> quickly there, Tyron. But yet that is the <laughs> reason why he's on. But no, we were just gonna you know, we're just catching up with a mate. True. Uh, you know, just you know, seeing how things how life's going and you know, well, you want to go to bed <laughs> early or something tonight, do you? No, I want to promote the magazine. Okay, right. There's a magazine yeah, of some sort? There's the 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 some the kind of launch happening or something?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we're obviously having a massive gathering of people tonight uh, in our own home.
1: <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, look, we, we we released Hockey, the magazine, today. It is has uh, been a... a a dream for a couple of years and then an active plan for the last seven, eight months. And then the lockdown happened and corona happened and kind of changed the playing field. And we then made the decision that uh, we like different formats of the game and we like different formats of the playing field. So what better time to launch it than right now when people just are are dying for some content? So
1: did you just say hockey? The magazine?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I you know, we thought about some quirky names. We thought about, um you know, I, I think this one is taken. We thought about something like the reverse deck or yeah, top yeah. of the D or, yeah. <laughs> you know, and those plagiarism lawsuits are just not great ones to, to get get involved in. No. Um But no, yeah, just simply, it's Hockey, the magazine. It's all things Hockey all of the time.
1: And, So, episode, episode, edition number one, what can the reader expect um, from the publication?
2: Yes, obviously, to begin with, it is a very South African centric um, magazine. We're focusing on South African athletes, South Africa at the Olympic Games, being that uh, today would have been the opening ceremony. Um, We look back at all the previous Olympic Games, look at all our results, including. In 1996, believe it or not, when South Africa and Australia drew the opening game, 2-2. Um, our, our head-to-head record since that has maybe not been so close. But uh, <laughs> no, it, So we've looked at all of that. We've looked at our greatest Olympian, and that has to be John Wright. Five Olympic games, three Olympic game finals. Uh, two as the main umpire, one as the reserve.
1: Uh, how many goals so he fantastic,
2: scored? Fantastic. Well, he did help Jamie Dwyer score in uh, <laughs> 2004 to give to Ozzy the win over Netherlands. So he's, he's a hero in South Africa and in Australia. <laughs> uh, we'll mark it down. The for Spanish that. don't like him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then of course we looked at Findy Hack. Uh, she became the first South African, first African indoor hockey player to achieve a hundred caps in indoor hockey, which is, uh, Something just sensational. Yeah,
1: um, I think, I remember us talking about it at the time, I think, as as we had the conversations on, on the show, um, about it in the park. So, you, it, it, you've got a, a, a South, I've, I've got to say, I've, I've had a look at the, um, look at it online. Is, it, is it just available online? I'll just do that one first.
2: Yeah, 100%. For now, just available online. It's free for anybody who wants to view it. Uh, so we don't believe that you should have to pay to, to see hockey content. We believe if you'd like to pay, you can. <laughs> so is that, we want it is, to be is that an available option? to everybody. Can, can, can people do uh, that? I mean, no, look, at this point in time, uh, if people do want to get involved financially, it's through advertising and sponsorship.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And they can reach out uh, to either ads at hockeythemagazine.ca.za or tyron at hockeythemagazine.ca.za. I and mean, we'd have to chat with anyone. I think the the big goal that I had with it is there are a lot of voices um, in hockey, but not a lot of people have a place to, to talk. Yeah. And we wanted to offer more writers, more photographers, a place to showcase their work. And we want to get into the position where we are able to pay them for their contributions. And it's not going to be money that sees you retire. Um, but it would be great. I mean, over the 10 years that I've written about hockey in South Africa, I've spent a lot of money myself, um, Getting around to tournaments, getting around uh, to be able to follow the teams, and I suppose the dream has and, and always been mainly it. at
1: your own expense as well. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? No, hundred percent. Yeah, it's.
2: I mean, I I, I, flew, I flew to Croatia on my own account to go watch the the Croatian Cup. Managed to get my accommodation and stuff sponsored by by SPA, but um, yeah, we don't want that. We want young journalists, young people who are interested in covering hockey. To have the expenses covered at least. So that's the dream. We want to give those people an opportunity to tell the hockey stories. Um, we want to give photographers an opportunity to to share their photos and tell their hockey stories. And of course, we want to give the hockey players an opportunity to have their stories told. Yeah. Uh, I've always said that um I want to see a hockey hockey guy walk through the mall and someone runs up to them and asks them for a photo. Yeah. You know, in this country, rugby, cricket, and soccer are the the big three, um, specifically obviously rugby being uh, quite successful, but you know, I want to see these hockey legends walking around and, and kids going crazy because they've seen this person and they want to take a photo with them and, you know, and the only way to do that is if we all work together and, and make sure that we build a platform where lots of people are hearing their stories and, and, you know, they become the, the idols for youngsters and maybe re the interest in hockey for some youngsters who have lost it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now, I've, I've had a good look at it, Tyrone. I think it looks beautiful. Uh, it, it's very nicely laid out. Some great action photos in there. Um, and, and something else I really like with it as well, you've got the little QR codes on certain articles with, that you've got with different people that you've also interviewed on Hockey, the podcast as well. So that's a nice little... Segue into what you're doing with, with that and how, how, how are your, your podcasts, um, going at the moment?
2: Yeah, look, uh, that's probably been the biggest beneficiary of the lockdown and, and of, the, the, the virus is that we've been able to record constantly every week. Um, and so last week we released with, uh, SA Indoor Hockey Goalkeeper Anson from we released, um, our 49th episode. Um and it's it's been incredible. You know, it was uh a, a little um side joke, a side idea at the time, um, with Derek and, and to to be uh sixteen months later busy recording episode fifty. It's pretty pretty cool. Um so yeah, it's it, it's obviously thanks to the the hockey players, the hockey umpires, hockey administrators that give time and, and Allow us to tell their stories, um, and obviously the listeners, because there is <laughs> there's enough people listening that makes it worthwhile to carry on. Well
1: and that's and look, of the, that
2: number for us is five. Obviously, but we, that's fine.
1: We we're, we're interested here in world hockey, and we pick different podcasts out and and and, and listen. We spoke about it off air a moment ago. Isn't it great that we're starting to see? some kind of growth in hockey podcast and, and to see you guys almost reach your 50th and we're waiting for our invite. I think you came on to our 50th. Well, um, almost reach your 50th is an incredible achievement achievement. and um, Actually, John and I look at each other and we're, we're proud of you that you've taken <laughs> it on and you, and you, and you've got to almost to your 50th. No, it, it's been, it's
2: been wonderful. I mean, I remember coming on to uh, the reverse deck, I think the first time, was episode 30 or 31, and, and we chatted, and, you know, Matthew and I still said, surely there's a scope for something in Africa, and, you know, unfortunately, my knowledge of the game outside of Africa is fairly limited, except for maybe Namibia and Zimbabwe, and so I didn't feel I could do that justice, and so we started with the South African podcast, and, you know, was hoping that we'd get to ten or fifteen episodes and people would enjoy it and, and there'd be a desire. Fifty episodes later we're loving it. We're meeting people that uh their stories are just sensational. It's uh they arise to the top. I mean, listening to Justin Reed Ross, it was episode forty five or forty six. Yeah. I mean, a little boy from the Eastern Cape in South Africa being one of the best players at a stage in the top league in the world. <laughs> That's a pretty mm. cool rise. I mean, that doesn't happen by chance.
1: And, and what's interesting and, about uh, the, the, the timing of that as well, though, Tyron, was that, you know him leaving Amsterdam and then subsequently picking up another contract there in the Netherlands.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, it, I mean, uh, we, I talked to him offline and he had 17 offers after leaving Amsterdam. Wow. Uh, 17 formal offers plus a whole bunch of other queries, but uh, his wife has started a new job. He's happy and he's working in Amsterdam, and so he settled for Hurley. Yeah. And I think he's going to have another good year, playing at Hurley, I think. Probably the pressure of Amsterdam will not be on your shoulders anymore. You're not expected to win anything when you're at Hurley, so um, it's going to be a great opportunity. And, you know, he's a good ambassador for the game. He's a good ambassador for for the young kids' south africa yeah you know we, we've chatted to piti kutseer we've chatted to marsh cox and together 600 test caps for south africa i mean if they were in any other sport uh you know they would have statues built about them yeah um and yet they remain accessible to us they remain available for chat and uh, they give us their time and in fact uh, as you guys both know quite often we have to cut these calls a little bit short because they want to keep talking. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, well, John's <laughs> looking at me so he awesome now. He's thinking it, that about you right it. at this moment. <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good that we don't publish all our uncharted stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: don't worry, we've recorded
2: it. No, that,
0: that, that's a special reel <laughs> to be released after the final episode of The Reverse it Goes to Air.
1: Now you also, Tyrone. You also, yeah, listen, you, you were involved was, yeah. with um, Bernardo's uh, South Pass yeah. Detalk uh, last Saturday, was it? I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and it was just a, just another great opportunity. Uh, I was joined with Twinella Polo and Jacomoedot himself, two Olympians for South Africa, two two people who have wonderful careers and, and are still making uh, a living, so to speak, through the game of hockey. Um, so to be joined by them is fantastic, but also to just talk about the challenges that we face. Um, you know, often in South Africa, people are quick to point out the challenges, but to talk about the opportunities that can, I think that's also important. You know, we, we're not a professional sport; we're not one of the top top ranked teams in the world, but you know, we're in the top fifteen, and there's more than a hundred teams on the world ranking. It means we're no really mags; means we we are spoken about at the World Table. We're regular Olympians. We feature at the World Cup. There's, there's great opportunity for both sponsors, for players, for coaches to, to experience, I mean, some amazing things through the world of hockey. And, you know, I think even administrators, there's a great opportunity for an administrator to come into SA Hockey and make a massive difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... One of the things, though, I'm just going to pick you up on it, though, Tyron. Uh, mm. I made a little note, because I did watch most of the uh, the broadcast last week. Uh, I've, I wrote it to somebody else, and it just says, but Jabu said he likes fives. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Huh? Uh. huh? Is that... So, so, what? Let me
2: quantify that. I like hockey, and... uh I guess if if Favre's is the only way someone's going oh, no, to... Mate, we're not well, interrogating. No, Fibs. it's okay. Relax, relax, man. It's <laughs> fine. <fun. laughs> you, you think that, Tyron? It's all right. It's or okay. When the real revolution comes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm just making sure that, uh you know, Dr. Butcher doesn't... Uh...
1: Sorry, who? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, no sorry, who? Who? Mr. Butcher. Mr. Mr. Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on no, that. I, oh, you on that side.
2: Right? A, no, 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 it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um yeah. Look, uh, it was quite fun because when I first said, I think FAF doesn't have a place at the Olympics. But I don't know if you saw Coach Polo's face. Uh, she's one of the amb- <laughs> <laughs> ambassadors for five in South Africa. and um, She wasn't. She wasn't pleased with that statement. But that's fine.
1: She wasn't pleased.
2: Well, she wasn't pleased with no, that. No, 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 and, and your
1: response was, no, no, don't get me wrong, I like Hockey Fives.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, so it's no, good, mate. TV, no, all for, yeah, Hockey. The part
1: of the
0: video. Look, we, yeah. we <laughs> like Hockey Fives the same way you do, Tyron, to be honest. A, a nice yeah. run around on a summer's day in the off-season and a couple of beers afterwards.
1: But... It's nothing yeah, to get the up I, about. No, don't put words into his mouth. No, he said he I, likes it. He, no, you, Tyron, don't you let him do that.
0: organized a so, Hockey Fives they, competition. Don't
2: worry about him liking it. You <laughs> actually organized a competition. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, unfortunately, there's no Hockey Fives in Hockey the Mag first edition. Maybe oh. for edition two, we'll have it there. But uh, no, look, maybe if they could uh, develop a safer hockey ball and then... Um, also rollerblades and uh, hoverboards. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be pretty cool.
1: Now, the other question, Torren, I've got to ask is, I did look at <laughs> some of the columns in this this edition, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if John knows about it yet or not. But you've you've got a section especially for him, Ask John.
2: But they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get asked. So uh, <laughs> you know, our, our greatest Olympian is John.
1: Ah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, but that's the, the right Oh, look on his little face. It's just like the, oh, the jowls have dropped. Oh, oh, it's, it's wet. Oh, it's a little tear. Oh, I, no, meant oh, I meant John
2: Lee. I meant John Lee. John Wright was the wrong one. To put...
1: Yes, there we go. The, the umpires <laughs> often are though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, wrong, mean, wrong. We know that Dan will, we know Keely Dan's listening, so we have to be careful for umpires. No, you Matt. Matt loves
0: getting messages late at the night from Keeley abusing him for stuff that I say on this podcast. So go after the umpires hardcore. He'll get one of those dings going off at four
1: a.m. in the morning. And, oh, what's going on? Just another umpiring conversation in this week's show. Yeah. Um, so, Tyrone, um, if people, if, oh, yeah, what, a, no, no, uh, what's the? Is that hurry up, Dad?
2: That's Keely.
1: You know, Chad
2: is he's, he's he's now trying to sing um, the national anthem because Okay, no no wheels on the back <laughs> because he's lying on a piece of astro and he wants to play hockey now. <laughs> and he's getting well, louder. We, should, and louder. we should
1: we should probably let you go, but just re- refresh the listeners where they can find the magazine, where they can find the podcast. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah so uh podcast is on any podcast platform if you type in Hockey Podcast, and then you page for about 12 hours. You'll find somewhere there, Hockey the Podcast. Just get past all the ice hockey. Um, the yeah. magazine is on hockey the za, and on all social media channels, uh, Hockey the Magazine.
1: Perfect. You got Excellent, that? Excellent, Tyron. Hope you all got that.
2: Yeah, have a look at it.
1: Tyron, get okay. on to the Astro.
2: One thing before
0: you go, Tyron, I like... I need at least one photo away where it's just the lines. Cause I've got a brand new set of crayons and I'm just, just lines.
1: Yeah. Is there any chance of the hockey, the magazine, uh, colouring book?
2: Yeah, that's a great idea. Huh?
0: It's either that or the centrefold. <laughs> I reckon you'll probably go for the colouring before the centrefold. USA
1: hockey did it through the early stage of the lockdown, but it was some very poor Photoshop work done. Like we actually, we need it drawn, don't we? So. Yeah,
0: just the line, you know, just so I can put the colours yeah.
1: in. John's got a lot of time in his hands. No, we'll do
0: it. It's lockdown. <laughs> People need inspiration. <laughs>
1: So, all right, thank you for joining my, my, us, my mate.
2: Son is oh, God. <laughs> He's yeah, chasing you. Yeah,
1: God. All right, get out okay. of here. Okay. <laughs> thank you, mate. We'll speak soon. and uh, See you,
0: little monster, Barnard. Keep yeah. your dad busy.
1: <laughs> oh. All right, thank mate. Uh-huh. take care. Lekka, leka. How's it? All right.
0: See you, mate. <laughs> You are listening to The Reverse Stick. It is the Global Hockey Podcast. Matt Allen, my co-host. I'm John Lee, and that was the big jaboo. Tyron yeah, Barnard. From hockey,
1: the podcast, but not the Global Hockey Podcast. He's taken three of our words and just chased them around and taken one of them out. He's before. put another He's one just, in. He's got the oh, magazine oh, now. Know,
0: the, the magazine. So, tell you what. Now we've got two class publications going.
1: Yeah, Hockey World News. Hockey in the magazine. Oh, and the
0: hockey paper. We should throw a hockey paper in there, but they're very English, so we don't tend to. Hockey
1: paper's very English. Yeah. But or that's, very... that's
0: not a, that's not no, a, cruise, right. a That's moment. right.
1: We want, we want to see something very Australian, very Belgian, very Dutch, very yeah. German, uh, uh, very, um, uh, Zambian. Why not?
0: Very Argentinian in English Well, would there's There's a lot,
1: yeah, in see, English. That's, see, that's the that's issue, the problem.
0: Yeah, I would, yeah. I would love to know more about what's going on in Argentina. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to access. Pablo, Malaysian Oh, I and, saw
1: Pablo Mendoza um, oh, popping up for a, an FIH um, yeah. online course.
0: Good stuff. Whatever yeah. happened
1: to A Hockey World? Pablo, call us. Guzra. <laughs> <laughs> Guzra. Uh, also, if you like what we're doing and you enjoy our hockey podcast <laughs> endeavours, do go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. We would love... Your support, just a little bit, of, little bit of cash. Buy us a beer, do something like that. Just help us out a little bit to uh, keep us going. We've got website hosting costs and um, John's terrible alcohol addiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> We've got to support it. Well, well, yeah, it depends how you look at it, isn't it? Do you um, know the
0: one night a week that I'm, I'm allowed
1: to really have a drink? is Thursday's band night. i have a drink then
0: too, yeah. Yeah. I? Yeah.
1: Podcast night, oh, and, uh, then there's after game, after night. game certainly. Yeah, then yeah. Yeah. there's oh, night off night. Yeah, of course, that's all right. Okay, all right. We've established that um, Olympic podcast. Well, today is we've alluded. The yeah, Olympics
0: is on, but it's not on. You know what? I'm actually calling today. What? It's one year. Until the day Mm -hmm. we don't have to listen to the Poms crapping on about winning in 2016. Because I tell you what, they're onto that bandwagon at the moment, aren't they? Get on social media, folks. If you haven't seen Great Britain win that particular game in 2016, you'll have plenty of opportunities in the next two weeks as it gets churned out over and over and over again by every British media outlet that there is. And every ex-player no, who ever no, wants to rub it into the rest of our faces. That, I'm, I'm loving it, but I'm hating
1: it. But at the same time, I think, I think this weekend is watch with a player weekend. So if you want to watch live on Zoom with anybody that played in that game, it's it, it, it basically happened 24 hours. They've got they're, they're doing shifts through a 24 hour period. All of the ladies that played within the squad, even the um, recently retired Australian psychologist. She's available to, to watch the game with you at a very small charge and contribution to uh, England hockey.
0: There is some good good news, though, Matt, in this. Uh, it'll be at least 2026 before we have to see England win something of major significance again, 1966, 2016. So it's at least 2026, and after that's 2036, and, you know, no, we you... could go on for decades before they win well, something well, again. Well,
1: well, you won't. You'll be dead, so it won't, won't bother you at all, will it?
0: Listening to the reverse tick, we're nearly finished. Big shout out to Lee. Sorry, Olympics,
1: Olympics. Olympics. Oh no, you got to. So we were going to do. We were going to. We were going to start our um, 1964 Olympic podcast, daily podcast um, yep. tomorrow. Um, and I you were. and I put some research into it this week, John. <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah, I did, and I did actually spend some significant hours. Um, but not. I don't have enough, <laughs> I don't have enough hours to find the basic information to be able to give us the building blocks to put all the other bits of facts and tidbits that I've got to go along with it.
0: I thought we and, decided the excuse we are going with is because the FIH ripped us off and we were just going to hold out on them.
1: Yeah, no, so, no, hang on, no, that was... The, yeah, yeah, all right. Cut. So the FIH have put this article out there today <laughs> and, uh, you know, stealing most of our thunder. So we figure, look... <sighs> The actual Olympics did... It was an October Olympics, the 1964 Olympics. So we're going to hold out until then. Yeah. So you've all forgotten about the post that went out today from the FI8 celebrating the 1964 Olympics. Now... Well, I'm actually I, hoping... Well, no, but we're, my we're, issue is... My issue is, John, yeah. there are a few stats in there that say somebody scored a goal in this game and, and uh, this player played for this team. So, naturally, you would think... For it to be such a big deal for the FIH that you will be able to go to tms.fih.ch, the hub of all stats of international hockey, and search 1964. You reckon there'd be an archive somewhere? And, John, you can search 1964. What do you come up with? It gives you a list of the teams. gives you a list of the results, the placings. Does it give you a player list? No. No. Does it let you know who scored goals? No. No. Does it let you know the coach's word? Does it let you know who received cards? I understand they might not be recorded, the cards necessarily. There's work to be done. Nothing, 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 nothing. The basic building blocks of, of that story, the story of the individuals that play. You can find great tidbits around of other players. You can go to sports reference websites and find things. But the work required to get the very basic information is prohibitive. Look, but I'm going to do it anyway, and so we're going to we'll, we'll do the show in October. So apologies to our patreons that we said this in the little in our uh, private Patreon podcast. But it is happening. We, we are going to. Oh, be, it's, it's happening. We're going to recreate I've the got, 64 yeah, ab- ab- absolutely, as as if you were there.
0: Just while we're on this subject, okay. because we have rabbited on about the need for some sort of database. Okay, of, so for right, a long time. I'm going to give you
1: the link that you're going to want to go into now. So. I'm clicking through, and I end up going on to. Uh, so I've gone to Rhodesia because they played in the '64, and then I've gone to Zimb- Zimbabwe. Then I've look, then I've seen the name David Houghton, who was a New Zealand goalkeeper. Who it was quoted by oh, maybe an Indian centre forward, a uh, no, Pakistani centre forward. That was the best goalkeeper he'd ever played played against. Now I know the name David Houghton because he was a wicket wicketkeeper in cricket. Okay, and played. Uh, uh, Worcester, my home county, for a couple of seasons, but he then got on to coaching county cricket and all that sort of stuff. But um, So he's appeared on this sports reference website as a hockey player, but then also as a cricketer. The depth of information on him as a cricketer, you look at the Wikipedia, everything else that comes out, where's all the information come from, John? What website? Cricket Info. Cricket info,
0: which we uh, look
1: reams I'm, and reams and reams of it, but I've only got the link through to that and that info on him for cricket and not the hockey side.
0: Of I was I was going to say to you to put it in perspective. I'm pointing right now to you at a copy of Wisdom, yeah, yeah, 1960. 1960
1: 19, you got 1951.
0: I okay, got 1950, yeah. but that, so that's four years before the Tokyo Olympics, mm-hmm. and that book tells you. Every score and has every scorecard from all first class cricket in the world at that time and is an amazing resource. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to just flick through that. We, we have nothing in our sport. No one's ever done anything about it. And I honestly believe that this is something that is he's well, the hockey. Mu- hockey the museum. Hockey Museum are doing yeah, exactly. great stuff. A great exactly. stuff. Exactly. We've got to but, expand it way beyond yeah, that.
1: They're a volunteer resource, so they've got a lot of material there, but to then digitise it, staticize it, if that's a word, and, 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 and draw everything out of it and, and tell those stories.
0: Would you, as a player, be prepared to add another two or 3 or $5 or 2 pound or or whatever it happens to be which, let's face it for us in our economy 2 or 3 or $5 we we find blokes five bucks in our team so it's it's not a big impost I should hope
1: so after that in 7 <laughs> the,
0: the big so that's not a big impost within our our economy so a, a, a tiny impost to each player within their economy Across the globe, dedicated solely
1: to building a hockey
0: database.
1: Well, that's, it, that's, is that
0: is that a reasonable idea? I think it's
1: donate to the hockey museum and and, and get behind the the resource. That no, I theirs. think
0: as players, I I think we sh- we need to, as a hockey community, bite the bullet and say we need this. It's going to cost money. It's not going to happen for nothing. Yeah, and we need to move beyond this just oh well, it, you know, this volunteers doing it mentality because yeah. it it. it We've been left behind by so many other sports. Two bucks each across the, the equivalent of two bucks each across the hockey globe is a lot of money. Yeah, and it would get the project going. It would give it some input and, and shunt forward. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Anyway, that's my idea. Get the crowdfunding going. Do
0: you reckon I could get voted president on that platform? Uh,
1: well, I'm still waiting to hear the bloody manifesto. Oh, it's you, do, You've you've relaxed off it and you go, oh, I've got another twelve <sighs> months. Uh, you know, yeah. d- d- I've d- got to you know, fine-tune
0: it, it, hone it.
1: Yeah,
0: I was all for the electronic well, stuff. Clint
1: Flick has been very quiet. I've heard nothing from well, there's through, nothing for through, him to through, do. Through he can't
0: tramp around the world no, I know. being
1: the hockey gigolo that he is. No. And so well, I don't know where he's stuck, but I've heard nothing from him at all.
0: No, which is probably a
1: good thing. Yeah, you don't it. want to
0: hear too much from Clint.
1: No, our tipping's going terribly. I don't want to know. Um, in the hockey uh, WA Premier League. There's, it's week bout games, so the, the, the pre- there's Premier grades going out into the country uh, yep. this week, and they're being live streamed. So check out at the hockey live on Facebook right and on Twitter. Links. Hashtag live as stream. Should
0: Wow, well, there's some
1: chat from Hockey WA Hockey w- yeah, this week. Yeah. It's, um, it, you know, it's, uh, it's good. Um,
0: big shout out to Lee McIntosh, the Mid North Coast Regional Coast Coach for Hockey New South Wales. He is wearing the coolest beard. I
1: wouldn't say co- I wouldn't say cool.
0: Oh no, it is a cool beard. I'd say
1: he'd be pretty warm with that.
0: Oh, those two little
1: grey streaks,
0: mate. Bring back Ned Kelly. <laughs> he he was the first goalkeeper to wear um, protective clothing,
1: by the way. Well, yeah, that's right, Mr. Doctor Battrum, Mr. Doc, Doctor Battrum, Mr. <laughs> Doctor Battrum, Mr. Doc, Doctor Battrum, Mr. Doctor Battrum, Mr. Doc, Doctor Battrum, Mr. <laughs> Doctor Battrum, Mr. Doc, Doctor Battrum, Mr. <laughs> Doctor Mr. Doctor Battrum, yeah.
0: <laughs>